Christmas time is here. <laughs> All the joy and fears. It's not fears. They don't talk about fears, right? Do they say fears? Do they talk about deer? What do they say? Christmas deer or plural is What do they say? Deer. Christmas time is here. Happiness is here. All the, I always thought it was I always, all the joy. And, uh, all the joy. I don't know. Their voices are so high; it's hard to hear them. All the joy and tears. Tears? Maybe. T- why would there be tears though? Christmas is a happy, happy tears. T- I don't know. Sad tears. You didn't get the gift you wanted. But it's not about gifts. That's the whole point of that, you know. Oh yeah, true. It's not about. It's about. But everyone, I mean, everyone but Charlie Brown thinks that's what it's about, though. He has to teach them all a lesson at the end. Well, Linus actually does it. Oh, true, yeah. that's uh, Charlie Brown is just kind of a lost soul the whole time. Really should have been able to parse this using context clues, because it's Christmas time is here, happiness and cheer. Oh. We should have been able to figure out cheer, because we know, yeah. we're, we're familiar with Christmas. Yeah, but where's the fear part coming in? There is no fear. Cheer. I thought. <laughs> I thought fear. Cheer was. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think you said full of joy. I did. Mm-hmm. I was wrong on so. both accounts. <laughs> but at least we would have. Happiness been, is like being full of joy. But we should have been able to parse that it would be cheer, and not tears mm-hmm. or or tears for fears, or not tears for fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. Would have been great if they had a cameo in that. In 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 the Vince Guaraldi thing in Charlie yes. Brown, Tears for Fears. <laughs> yeah, before they existed. <laughs> shout, shout, let it all out. I probably talked about this before, but he goes, the lyrics to that song, he goes, shout, shout, let it all out. These are the things I can do without. And then he never says what they are. What are the things you can do without? Shout, shout, let it all out. These are the things I, I can do without. Come on. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Come on. I'm talking to you. I'm almost positive we've had this exact I said that. I said that at the top podcast. of the... I said that at the top. <laughs> that I've probably said this before. Mm-hmm. I have only... Uh, I have a, a certain amount of anecdotes. Oh, yeah. There's only so many. I have an anecdote for tonight's episode, which I'm not sure if I've told before, so... Oh, great. I only yeah. have a certain amount. I'm I've we've been recording this podcast for fucking a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Two hours a pop. Mm-hmm. I've told every story. I've had every every <laughs> thought I've ever had is on is in this podcast somewhere. So forgive mm-hmm. me, Rachel. The but you know what? It's kind of it's kind of like Thanksgiving. Sorry, it's like what I think about with uh. Like Law and Order episodes, there's 20 years of original Law and Order. You can't keep all those episode plots in your head at one time. So there might be like a few that your brain has forgotten. So you can watch those ones again. Oh, yeah. And then it pushes something else out. And that's kind of what happens with our anecdotes. That's so listeners happens. probably remember them when we start telling them. But we can only well, remember They so might much. remember them. But the same. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. I watched Knives Out, the movie Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Great movie. I watched yeah. it. I have I, uh, COVID, right? I watched it on mm-hmm. Sunday. No, Saturday. Saturday mm-hmm. night. I watched Knives Out. I watched Knives Out when it came out two years ago. 20, 2020, mm-hmm. I think. Maybe 2019. All right. Three years ago, it came out. I saw that movie when it came out. I watched it again on Saturday. I had no fucking idea what the ending was. I was like, I, I was like <laughs> this is a brand new movie to me. I was sitting here right now going... 
I don't know what happens See? in that. So Law and Order, Lauren Schmorter. Yeah. Like yeah, every, yeah. I don't remember anything after a month. Mm-mm. You, it's a brand. Mm-hmm. It's brand new. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Lydia Tarr from from the famous <laughs> Kate Blanchett movie Tar. You gotta see it. I'm Lydia Tarr. I'm the worst person in the world, but oh my God, are you gonna love watching me? Just kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm your old pal Pat. I came uh uh and I brought my brainstorming cap because I have one in every color. <laughs> So I, Fiona, so Fiona. I did the thing. I did the old bit, but because I said I was, I said I was Lydia Tar from this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a movie called Tar. Broomheads, mm-hmm. dope monkeys. If you haven't seen Tar, go see it. You got to see this movie. One of the be- if you like Carol, except Carol is like a good Carol is has her has her issues and her flaws certainly. Oh, but Lydia Tarr, what a what a piece of shit! Oh my <laughs> god, it's, it's the worst. I love Tarr. I saw. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna get into. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into Tarr, Lydia Tarr. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you should see it, everybody. How you doing, Rach? You see Tarr yet, Lydia Tarr? Uh, I have not seen Tarr yet. No. What'd you see? Knives Out. <clears throat> no, I've not seen Knives Out. Well, you I saw so. Knives Out three years ago, but. Uh, I don't just, remember what happens in it. Where would you see uh, the new Jackass movie? You see the new Jackass movie? No, I haven't seen those either. I oh, watched... Jesus um, Christ. Poltergeist. I, watched, I have seen that. I watched Home for the Holidays. Ooh. Thanksgiving movie. I love that uh, I didn't movie. know it was uh, a lot filmed in Baltimore. Had you never seen it before? No, had never seen oh. it before. It was enjoyable. I like Rusted Root opening up at the beginning of that first song that opens the movie <laughs> by Rusted Root. <laughs> Um, is it a cover? It's a co- very famous song, but it's Rusted Root doing a cover. I don't remember what it is. You remember Rusted Root? I do remember Rusted Root, yep. I would like to reach out my hand. Send me on my way, on my way. So I kind of like Rusted But just because I know Rusted Root, I did not realize that was a song on You don't know that song, Send Me On mm-hmm. My Way? You never mm-hmm. heard that song. No, I I know of Rusted Root. I don't know any of their music. It was during that explosion of like barefoot hippies, like just playing yeah. 30,000 instruments. Yeah. I saw Rusted Root when I was days. 14 years old at the Academy with Luke Allen and Abby Manishore. I remember going to the show mm-hmm. and my friend Luke, his ticket blew away. Physical <gasps> ticket blew away. We had to go chasing it down the street. Oh my god! What? How did he let it go? Hold on, what is food? Is he holding it lightly? Uh, light touch. I remember. I we were so young, and I remember. Yeah, he was like holding it in his hand, and the wind took it, and we thought he, we were never we weren't going to get it back, and we had a scary moment, and he was like, "You can go if if I don't get it. You can take like um." Oh no, I would go because it would be my ticket. How does this am I Mandela affecting this story? Maybe I am. Maybe I lost my ticket. I think that that's what happened. I think it was me that the ticket went from because I distinctly remember Luke being like, if you don't find the ticket, that's what happened. Oh my God. Yes, yeah, you your brain works. Yeah, yeah. 
Brand- you were loosely holding the I ticket. I was loosely holding it. I lost the ticket. And Luke was like, you love Rusted Root more than me. You could have my ticket. If- but I did find it. It was fine. And we went to see Rusted Root. A car didn't run over it. It didn't go down a storm drain. It'd be or okay if like a car that. ran over it. It's just a ticket. You'd still be able to yeah. use it. Yeah. As long as it doesn't get stuck to their tire. I wish I could remember what the famous song is that they cover at the beginning of uh, Home for the Holidays, though. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. It was good. It's a good one. It's got, it's got, oh, it's got a connection to these Degrassi episodes. Do you know that? Because, Does it? Yeah, because it stars Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And Robert Downey Jr. famously plays one of the great uh, cinematic uh, uh, superheroes, Tony Stark, Iron mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. who is also Tony Stark is the name of the lady who uh, is the lawyer for Bobby Baloney. Yeah. There you go. There's your connection. Rusted root. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, and Robert Downey Jr. plays Fiona's lawyer. That would be great. You know, you like soul coughing. I have a feeling if you th- put put some fucking earbuds in your own ears and yeah. pulled up uh, the fr- the rusted root the album, rusted root. you might be into it. Okay. I believe you. I had COVID, Rach. I still have it. Yeah. Poor Pat, this is his third COVID time this year. Yeah. That's what happens when you have children and you go places. Yeah, I've had COVID three times. This was the worst I've ever had it. I was very sick, but I'm not going to get into all the thing about it because who cares, no, right? It's okay. COVID's like, n- everyone knows. Okay. There We've were all. some sick people at my Thanksgiving and I started to get a cold and no one had COVID. People, There's some bad cold going around too. Well, that's what I thought I had. And then I went yeah. to my in-laws and then had to promptly run out of there on Friday morning. Yeah. Like a scalded dog, Jim Ross. <laughs> Shout out Tom Green. <laughs> Tom Green posted a picture of Dave Meltzer in the Facebook group today. God bless him. In this messy office. <laughs> How you doing there, my good friend? You have a nice Thanksgiving, Rach? Yeah, it was good. We had a lot of people. I didn't have to make much. It was a good time. Do you have any yams with the old marshmallows on them or what? No, we did not. We we did not have any yams. We had sweet potato biscuits. Why do some no people yams. call them yams and some people call them sweet potatoes? I know, and apparently there's like a somewhat of a difference, and I don't understand. I think that they might be interchangeable. Um, yeah, yams? We, we, Go ahead. Sorry. We only had them in a biscuit form. How were they? Good? They were delicious. I helped make them, actually. So mm, Did you get a green bean casserole this year or what? No, there was like healthier vegetable sides, but uh, we did have deep fried turkey and they made bloomin' onions before they made the deep fried turkey and they were amazing. That sounds so good. Incredible. There was a bunch of small children who were just going up with their grubby hands and like peeling off those onion layers. The only thing that's better than a bloomin' onion is one of those tiny onions. You know the tiny onions and the cream sauce? the pearl onion, yeah. Yep, I do. Well, you know what that means. We've pa- we we're over the hill of Thanksgiving. We've passed over yes. Thanksgiving, so you know what that means, Rach. My birthday. That is what I was thinking. It's <laughs> going to be your birthday. <laughs> Sagittarius season. Are you excited for your birthday? You're going to turn 26. Not, not really. I feel old this year. Don't you hate when people do that? Oh, I'm going to I'm I'm 21 years old. Shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. No, you're not. You're an old I'm turning 30 for the 17th time. Oh, please. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be 38 this year. God bless you. 38 feels yeah. old to me. 38, you look like mm-hmm. not a day older than 37. I'm telling you right now, you look good <laughs> as gold. 
You do. You I've had great. a lot of people recently tell me that they think that I look significantly younger. You than do that, look significantly like, I guess, younger. I guess that's a um a compliment. When I was younger, people thought I was older. So I'm really getting the best of all worlds. What a what a what a great time to be Rachel Lichniowski. I know, I know. Like just in general, my whole life, it's been a great time. <laughs> you do look younger. You don't look like you're 38 years old. Although, what does 38 years old look like these days? I don't know. I mean, I, sometimes I watch a movie from the 90s and someone says that they're like 35 and I'm like, are you sure? Or like, you know, Joey and Caitlin from the first episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, That's when fair. we're like, they're 28. They look like so much that older. That is fair. Well, you know what yeah. it is, is like we were we used sunscreen. That's true. We use sunscreen. And also I don't have like an old lady haircut. No, 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 no. I think no. that helps. I'm also wearing like children's clothing. Oh, same. I still wear like the same fucking clothes I wore. <laughs> the band t-shirts and jean jackets. Yeah. It's keeping me young. Have not. My style has not changed. I have not aged. Um, That's fun. Mm-hmm. Glad you had some yams. Oh, wait, you didn't have any yams. Did you have any yams with marshmallows? Yeah, of course. That's, oh, yeah. that's my in-laws. Of course we had yams with marshmallows. Did you have green bean casserole? Of course. <laughs> I, I got to tell you. Did you have a ham steak? No, I wish. I do fuck with the green bean casserole the, with like the crunchy shit on the top. Oh, I'm yeah. Into that's, it. It's the best. It's delicious. I haven't had one of those in a while. It's Bellissima's, I would say, as Mr. Del Rossi yeah. would say. I'm I'm in charge of the Christmas meals, all the meals around the Christmas holidays. So I'm kind of, you know, getting my menus together already. Mm-hmm. Is Santa coming? Oh, I don't know. Is it Christmas is Christmas coming? I mean Christmas that's that comes right time. after my birthday. Oh, Christmas, it's coming. I can smell it. I've watched, oh, that's what I, Rachel and I were talking off mic because we were um, catching up and I had COVID and I was, I watched mm-hmm. Tar. I was talking about all the things I watched. I watched Tar. Mm-hmm. You got to see it, guys. I also watched two Hallmark Christmas movies or three. I watched mm-hmm. two because now they're on Peacock. Oh, so you don't even need Hallmark. I was just, just putting them on. I was like... Mm-hmm. To fall because you can fall asleep through those, then wake up like the whole thing was doing a talk. Oh, yeah. I watched one that was called Hashtag Christmas. Mm. <laughs> How's that? Horrible. It was basically, mm-hmm. um, it was, um, I should do like the k- Christmas catch up with the Hallmark movies I watched. Mm-hmm. It was basically Christmas in Connecticut, but modernized. So, like, okay. they had they pretended they were like joining a contest to like become like decorators or something and they mm-hmm. pretended that she had a family it was the girl from uh nashville the show nashville okay. this was a bad movie and then i watched a movie called wait do you the title of this one hold on a second i gotta look it up it's what, I've only watched one so far i have to tell you the name of the one uh, maybe it's the it. same one because this yeah. title is wild hold on mm-hmm. uh hold on i gotta find it I don't think mine is as wild as whatever you watched. It was called Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas. (laughs) That's an interesting one. Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas. That's a lot. That's a lot in the mouth. Yeah. I like the actor. My mom uh, DVR'd one called Three Wise Men and a Baby. Oh, I saw that. I didn't see it, but I saw Peacock. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. My, that mom might be interesting. I watched Haul Out, Out the, the Holly. Holly. <laughs> I have that one on my list of ones I want to watch. I Lacey was, Chabert. 
I was on, I wasn't feeling very well. And so I just watched that and was like folding laundry and I missed the entire plot. I was so bored by the movie. <laughs> I kept looking up and I was like, has this gotten any better? It seems like a great setup in the beginning. And then it gets very weird. The, none of them are good. These movies stink so bad. Like when mm -hmm. is this trend going to fucking end? It's got to end. I, I was talking to a friend today about an AI that writes screenplays. And I'm like, I feel like that's all they're that's doing. All at this of point. them. I just don't <laughs> understand this trend. I mean, look again, you're sick in your bed. Mm hmm. You're going to nod off. Mm -hmm. You need something to put on. They're very, that's why you put them on. Mm -hmm. But like, there's people that actively watch every one of these movies. Mm -hmm. They stink. Mm -hmm. They stink these movies. Mm -hmm. And they're not, and like, it's just like, I don't know. I don't even they, know they're, anymore. Like, I wouldn't mind if they just, if the plot was just interesting enough to keep me a little entertained. Can I like, tell you? These, these are not bad actors. No, actually. Can I tell you about the plot for time for him to come home yeah. for Christmas? Yes, please. I'd like to hear more. And who is him? Is it Jesus or um, is it like a real him? No, it's a, it's a gentleman. Mm -hmm. So okay. the plot of this movie, this is actually a, a, not a terrible plot. Mm -hmm. There are three friends. A female who's played by a very charming woman who was on the Teen Wolf series. Okay. Then one of the gentlemen, the main gentleman, is this the, an actor who is in, his name is Tyler Hines, and he's in a lot of these mm -hmm. movies. He's also on Letterkenny. He's a Canadian mm -hmm. actor. He's very good. And then some mm -hmm. other guy. They're three friends. They are, the two leads are going to become journalists. They're like, famously they want to become journalists they're going to write together they're they're going to get a they got a job offer at the new york times or something mm -hmm. one christmas the third mm -hmm. friend dies mm -hmm. in a car accident okay so the guy he kind of leaves he just mm -hmm. leaves the town he's got to go he can't be around it and the woman from teen wolf ends up not becoming a journalist, just living at home and working for her mom who has like some successful business or whatever. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the picture, she receives a voicemail. It's from a gentleman. And he says, um, whatever, it's a name. He's like, I, I realize it's been such a hard couple of years for me and I checked out and I'm so sorry. I miss you so much. I'm in town for the week. I am going mm -hmm. to be at our spot on Christmas Eve. And she gets this voicemail. It's not for her. It's for another, mm -hmm. another woman. But she's oh, a no. journalist at heart. So uh -huh. she's going to fucking, f that's the plot of the movie. So now oh. she can't let this go. She needs, then the guy of course is back in town they're putting the boots together to try to find the, it's actually a pretty good time for him to come home for Christmas was pretty good. I actually okay. liked that one. Hashtag Christmas, not so much, but mm -hmm. if you're going to watch one time for him, it was pretty serious. It wasn't a mm -hmm. lot of like fun in it, but that's mm -hmm. not a bad plot. That's different. Mm -hmm. That is. Yeah. And it's not about a woman giving up her job to come home with a guy who like runs the Christmas parade, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're not here to talk about, Hallmark Christmas movies, but we should. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about them. Oh yeah, we will. We're not here to talk about. Don't don't bother with Hall Out the Holly. Yeah. Oh, I I think I might try it. I'll yeah. put it on one at one point. Um, we're not here to talk about Rusted Root. Mm -mm. Send me on my way. Um, but we are here to talk about the... hats. Hats. 
Yeah. What was your line? Oh, the um, the 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 brainstorming cap. Yeah. She has one in every color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, 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 what the fuck was that? Did you hear that? <laughs> Santa know. is not coming. No, 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 it's, no. It's no, I didn't even hear anything. I just heard like a little something in the back. I don't know. Something weird over there. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> we are here to talk about Degrassi. Oh, mm-hmm. Degrassi. Oh, Degrassi. How the points are boiling. More specifically, Degrassi episodes 1021 and 1022. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the 209th and 210th episodes of Degrassi. But because of all the two-parters, these boiling points are not helping us. They're pushing us back further. It's actually the 158th episode of Degrassi. The name of this episode. It's a good thing we talked about a lot of stuff already. Yeah. Because <laughs> the name of this episode is Purple Pills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purple Pills is, of course, a T12 song. Dirty Dozen mm-hmm. what? Rachel! Mm-hmm. Let's just move on. Fiona's got a... No, <laughs> what's wait! Your favorite, have, what's your I favorite have, D12 song? I have an song? anecdote. I don't have a D12 <laughs> favorite D12 song. My, <laughs> this is the only anecdote that I don't think I've told before. So I was like, wait, I have to tell my anecdote. I can't wait for you to tell a story about the 930 Club of D12 playing at it or something. Close, but okay. not quite. <laughs> so in 2001, D12 was playing Warp Tour, and mm-hmm. I had oh, they I got was, thrown off that Warp Tour. They got thrown off that Warp Tour, but before they got thrown off, and not long before they got thrown off either, um, my friend and I were working and like photographing the concert. I was 16, by the way, <laughs> like it just backstage had photo passes and stuff, and we were somehow like wandering around backstage and ended up by D12's bus and all of D12. <laughs> started talking to them and they invited us to their after party at the 930 club oh my god did you go with proof? i didn't i was 16 oh my god <laughs> like, dude they have some terrible lyrics about like raping people and stuff so you probably yeah better. i did so, not i did not see i was like a little bit intimidated by them um i did not see their set and yeah that's my only d12 story. so this is d12 no m&m it's just it's just the, yeah it was just no m&m there so my thinking is is I believe that in the Eight Mile movie, you remember the mm-hmm. Eight Mile movie. I think uh, Mackay Pfeiffer is proof, who mm-hmm. is dead now. He was shot to mm-hmm. death, um, but I think he's proof from D twelve. D twelve. Okay. He might not. Be. I never saw. That I movie, haven't seen so. that movie in a really really long time. I was just like piecing it. Considering together. you can't remember what happened in Glass Onion three or not Glass Onion. I didn't see Glass <laughs> Onion yet. I have COVID. I couldn't go. Considering you can't remember what happened in Knives Out three years ago. I couldn't remember. I did. I like that movie very much. I watched it. Again. I also don't remember. So like, how are you going to remember Eight Mile? I'm going to look up Eight Mile because I'm just a, just from reading about them today. I was like, oh, so is Mackay Pfeiffer? Pro- no, he's well, the character's name is Future in Eight Mile. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be proof. Because they were friends. Mm-hmm. Anyway, D12, <clears throat> D12 were uh, Eminem's like buddies, and mm-hmm. he wasn't really in them before he got famous, but he was like part of the crew. Yeah. And then he got really, really famous, and then he joined D12 so that D12 could like become famous, and they had a song mm-hmm. called Purple Pills. Um, <clears throat> Which I was like looking at their songs today. I didn't listen to any of them. I didn't have time, but I was like. I don't know if I even know any of these. They also had a big song called Fight Music, which probably I feel like would have been mm. a better title for this episode yeah. because there's yeah, a Fight Club yes. sea yeah. story in this. But mm-hmm. I guess they only named the song for the A plot is what I'm thinking. 
Yeah, I think they probably try to do that. I also feel like it was an interesting choice, but sure. I'm going to pick Purple Pills because fight music has the, the li- lines about uh, pulling down your drawers and raping you while Dr. Dre takes video of it. That's paraphrasing, yeah. but that's they say that in the song. <laughs> that's the gist of it. <laughs> well, there's like one moment. I don't think he's talking about a woman, though, either, which is a fun, yeah. a fun yeah. little bit. I don't know. So D12... They were a thing. They were they were here and there. They got thrown mm-hmm. off that warp tour for bad behavior. Um, yeah, apparently they got into a fight with another band. And that was they were also thrown off, I believe. I only know that because I was reading the Wikipedia today. Imagine mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said that. I would have sounded like, oh, you know so much about D twelve. <laughs> the dirty dozen, baby. <sighs> never I never was go. a big I was never a big Eminem guy. Oh, me either. No. Didn't care for him. I did listen to fight music today, and there was a line in one of the song in the song that wasn't about rape and it was i come to every club with intention to do harm with a prosthetic arm and smelling like boone's farm it's like that's fucking i'm into <laughs> that's it. pretty good yeah i'm into it <laughs> so raising i'm gonna say did i did i say i'm gonna pick purple pills just pick, he said purple pills just, i'll just say purple, purple pills, pills too purple pills is a pretty fine. fun song I've I been a purple remember. man. I've been a mushroom mountain. That was a twice who's counting. It's a lot of Eminem in that one. That's when mm. Eminem was like really. I take a couple uppers. I down a couple downers. But nothing's better than those blue and yellow purple pills. Fuck off. Yeah, on. I mean, I guess that does make sense for this episode. Fiona self medicating <laughs> left, right, and center. Oh my God. I'm really fucking sad. I'm going to make a just fill this water bottle with champagne. I felt like this didn't need to be an A story. Like it was. I know it was interesting. I just felt like it was a little repetitive. Can I be honest with you? Mm -hmm. The Riley story in this episode Mm -hmm. is what is the Riley fucking story I have wanted from mm-hmm. the beginning of Riley. Yeah. They finally, finally delivered. <laughs> but they delivered on yeah. what it means to be an athlete and have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And that, and we'll get to it. We should probably just wait. We should table this. Yeah. We should talk about yeah. fucking Fifi. Yeah. But I mean, that's essentially the, what is happening. We've mentioned everything that is happening in this episode so far. Mm-hmm. Fiona's self-medicating. Adam joins a fight club. Riley's finally out. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you want to blurb us? You, is that your- that's pretty much all my blurb said. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so we got it. We that's what I like the flowery prose of your blurb, which means I don't there's, think I don't think you wrote there's a blurb. Not enough. I don't think you wrote. A I, blurb. I did. It's right here. Read it it's to right me. Here. Let's read it. Read it. I like to I like the whole I like to have the blurb. Marissa okay. feels better when the blurb is read. In purple pills, Fiona <laughs> starts self-medicating with alcohol. Eli ditches Adam for Claire, so Adam joins a fight club, and Riley is finally out and maybe a little proud. There you go. I love the blurbs. Mm-hmm. One of the best additions to the show, I have to say, have been the blurbs. Yeah. It wasn't my best, but, you know, it's fine. It's it's to the point. You're telling us what's it, happening. I got. I told you what happened. It's a little less flowery. Le- flower, it was flowery. less flowery than I, I personally language. like, but maybe mm-hmm. some of the dope monkeys and the broomheads might like it like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So Fiona. Yeah. Fiona is going to have to do a deposition because the Bobby Baloney uh, trial 
is going to, is coming to fruition. And I guess they are like filming depositions for it Mm -hmm. instead of doing it in a courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's because like, I'm like, because of COVID. I think it's because of COVID. (laughs) It's because of COVID in 2010. This is very much trying to like, uh, capture the, same spirit of the page stuff, I think from mm-hmm. much earlier in the series, but mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a little less, I feel there's less, a little more focus on the fact that Fiona feels like everyone thinks she's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she keeps saying that. And th- you know, it's not being said to her a whole lot, except for by Bobby Baloney. Mm-hmm. And in his deposition and no one's like insinuating so much, but she's really reading into it as like, everyone thinks I'm crazy. So I must be crazy. Um, and so her therapist who seems lovely, uh, Dr. Sandler, yeah, Adam, Dr. Sandler was the name of my dentist as a, as a kid. That's why I remember. Also Adam Sandler. He was, my dentist was Adam Sandler. And he he's, was like, while he was drilling my teeth. <laughs> it would make it more entertaining, you know, while you've got like the nitrous oxide. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> um, so she gets a prescription for like anti anxiety medication, and she's just like refusing to fill it because she feels like if she does, then people will think that then she, then it will prove that she really is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm using crazy because that's her word. Uh, she, I don't know that I would use crazy in any other context. That is like, very I don't fair. Think it's, it's very true. It's a, it's a very loaded word, but I think that's also why she's saying that if she had just waited 10 years, she would know that everyone <sighs> takes medication for many different things and it would, she would not feel so bad. Yeah. It's funny. And it's not funny. is probably not the right word, but it's interesting to see the sort of, um, stigma on on this just 10 years ago versus now Mm -hmm. it's like not at all you know now i think and i mean i shouldn't say not at all maybe there maybe there is that that stigma exists but Mm -hmm. it's far less i think prevalent now i think everybody's on some sort of something to kind of yeah get them through i i don't take any kind of i see a therapist i don't take any kind of um, anti-anxiety medication, but sometimes I'm like, should I be on it? Like, <laughs> am I missing out on something? So it's called purple pills though. Purple pills are like drug drugs though. Yeah, I know. I think that they just kind of were seeking a good name. So Fiona decides to, instead of taking, instead of getting the prescription, she'll just start hiding alcohol and drinking it. And because she's very like high class, she goes straight to champagne because that's what they have in their house. That's the funniest thing. That's, but the thing that makes no sense to me is that she keeps putting it in water bottles, but champagne is fizzy. So if you had it in a closed water bottle, it would eventually explode. Not only that, she, as she's like sipping it out of the water bottle, you can see the bubbles. Like anybody looking at this can see that it's in there. Wait, so you. It's not vodka. It should just be straight vodka. It should just but be she vodka. would not have <clears throat> vodka in her house. She just has champagne. It's so funny that she's drinking champagne. I mean, it's not uh, funny, isn't it? Again, I'm just being. Mm-hmm myself i don't know what to tell you i don't know that it's funny but it's a funny thing that like she's drinking champagne but it's also again very on fucking point like they know fiona the writers mm-hmm. know fiona mm-hmm. i love her i really love her yeah um the the 
other part of this story besides the deposition and her fears and stuff is that there is a dance at school mm-hmm. and Holly J and Sav are very stuck on like how to make this dance interesting and different. You know what though? This was another real serious, uh, scenario of fuck Sav. So he walks into, so they're going to like come up, try to come up with ideas for the dance. And mm-hmm. Sav walks into the room and he's like, so girls, what do you got? And they like, and <laughs> Hallie J's like, well, you know, maybe we can look back to like some of the other things that we've done. And he's like, oh, just repeat some. And I'm like, Sav, fuck you, dude. What do you, you come bring? up with any ideas? And he kept calling them <laughs> girls. Like, okay, girls, see you later. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. What? Sav out. Remember when he was saying Sav out? Mm-hmm. On the announcements all the time. So Fiona comes up with this idea, though, to have like a riverboat gambling dance, which is not what she <laughs> p- pitches, but I thought of it that way. Basically a she casino. Said that, she said that at her old school, they did a night in Monaco. Yeah, I like. So they they take it down a notch and they do a night in Las Vegas. And they kept calling it Vegas with like Vegas. a soft, <laughs> like a short E, Vegas. Um, Vegas. It's like Ryback, mm-hmm. Tom mm-hmm. Green. Love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> so they're gonna so they're gonna try to pitch this idea. They would have gambling, but all of the money would go towards Degrassi or go towards some sort of a charity thing. Snake's super into it, but he doesn't think the PTA is gonna buy into it. Yeah, so they have to present to the PTA, which includes Drew and Adam's mom. They do. They have to present to the PTA. It's also exam week, which I'm, I'm assuming is midterm exams. And Holly J has to work. Are we going to get a Christmas episode? Are we going to get a Christmas episode? Do you think? I don't know. I wish. Because midterms, you think after midterms, is Christmas break. (laughs) Christmas break, usually. Mm -hmm. They celebrate Christmas when we do, right? They do. They just don't always do a Christmas episode. They did that one Thanksgiving one one time, remember? I didn't remember it, but I think Jeanette posted a a gif of it in the Facebook group, and that did Mm -hmm. remind me of Mm -hmm. it. So. Mm I'm thankful for Paige. I'm thankful for Fiona, though, I do have to say. Mm-hmm. Who are you thankful for, Rach? Um, Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> Fitz also, I also want to call Fitz Casper, by the way. I just want all of these, like, all these generic-ass white boys who I don't want Casper. to remember. I don't want to remember them at all because they stink Fitz mm-hmm. who was the one last week that I called Casper Otis oh, no that's sorry <laughs> Otis is from sex education which I have been watching Owen, Owen. Fitz fucking cat they're all Casper Casper the friendly ass ghost uh Fiona sees Bobby Baloney's deposition which is on mm-hmm. video and mm-hmm. um in it, he does use the C word a lot. He calls her crazy. He mm-hmm. says mm-hmm. She, when she was jumping out, trying to jump off the roof, throwing herself down the stairs. And these things mm-hmm. are true, but you also punched her in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sort of also sends her into a... a um, Spiral. A spiral. And I will say, when she's putting the, the, the uh, champagne in the water bottle, she's using a... Uh, a funnel. A funnel, which I was like, that's good for you. Look at you. Professional. So smart, right? I know. Not going to waste a drop of that. 
She has to give a like a trial deposition or like a, with with her mm-hmm. own lawyer, mm-hmm. Sherman, who she calls Sherm. Fire when you're ready, Sherm. Very funny. <laughs> um, but she's drinking during it. She's got this water bottle. She's just like sucking on the champagne from it. He asks, he's, he is there to sort of be like, these are the tough questions you're going to get asked. And the one that sort of like breaks her is, do you see a psychiatrist? Yeah. And she, and she's also hearing words like that she's unstable, that she's erratic. And I think that all of that's feeding into it, but that's really the one that sends her over the edge in this fake deposition. Yeah. And she breaks. And they're trying purposely to push her because they're like, that's what this lawyer is going to do. Right. So you have to be prepared for that. So she goes to the real deposition and she's been drinking. Well, the, in the fake deposition, she knocks over the lamp. Yeah, she does knock the lamp over. Mm-hmm. Does she's she like, go, well, it was an ugly lamp. <laughs> does she go to the real deposition before she pitches the riverboat gambling? No, after. Okay, so Holly J has, has caught on to the fact that she's drinking. Mm-hmm. But she's kind of like, all right, whatever. At this point, she's not like flipped out about it yet. But she cannot make the, uh, they have to pitch the idea of the gambling of the night in Vegas to the PTA. Mm-hmm. Holly J has to work at Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss Stakes. Mm-hmm. So she's not going to be able to be there. Fiona's like, I got it. I can do it. But she's also funneling champagne into the water bottle. Also, do you think she's changed? It seems like the same water bottle. I know. I feel like she was just using the same water bottle over and over again. And it's funny because when she starts drinking, it's not very noticeable. And then it kind of like slowly picks up. And I'm like, is she drinking more? Or are they trying to say this is a cumulative effect? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I guess she's not cleaning that water bottle after every time. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe she has a bacterial infection. That could be it. So she's like, I'll do the pitch without you. I don't need you. I can do it. Holly J is like, cool. Sounds good to me. So she gets to the pitch. She's drunk. Mm-hmm. She's like, you don't have to. She worry has about- yeah, this amazing outfit. Oh, she takes her jacket off and she's in. What is this? You, you're a woman. I like don't know. Like a corset. <laughs> <laughs> and the parents are like, the PTA can't believe it. Luckily. Uh, Holly J shows up, saves mm-hmm. the day. She's got the pitch. Although before the pitch, Fiona had like down, had like printed out all these pictures of mm-hmm. all these other schools who had done this. Fiona was putting in the work and it's all mm-hmm. this stuff has been like building up and freaking her out. Mm-hmm. So Holly J's pissed. She says, you know, I can't trust you. You're drunk. You're self-medicating rather than, medicating the pills that have been prescribed to you the whole nine Mm -hmm. snake comes out snake could not be more excited about this fucking gambling bit he Mm -hmm. he wants this to work so bad he's holly j you did it you were so great in there you sold it to the pta and he goes fiona you were memorable (laughs) (laughs) it was so good it was so good so they pitch they get it through they're gonna have this Mm -hmm. casino night the uh mm-hmm. the night in Vegas in Vegas. In Vegas. And um so then the next day is deposition day. Mm-hmm. And they have this whole bit about how oh. the fucking lawyer's name is Tony Storm. Tony with an I. She keeps yeah. calling her the Iron Lady. Like Iron Man must have been a big hit at this point. 
It must have been because I it kind of went right over my head. Did you <laughs> even not know it until I brought up Robert Downey Jr. at the very? I fucking knew you were not going to know it. I did. Yep. I was like Tony Stark. That name sounds familiar, but I didn't bother. I was like, I watched this on my lunch break today. I had a very short window to watch it, so I didn't spend any time looking anything up. I also called her Tony Storm, which is a wrestler, not a, not Tony mm-hmm. Stark. But mm-hmm. um, I thought to myself, is Rachel even going to get this Tony Stark mm-hmm. bit? In the middle of the, yep. and you were like the Iron Lady. She must be talking about Meryl Streep's version of <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. So you're probably thinking she was talking about Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, I was thinking about. Isn't there some Game of Thrones characters with the last name Stark? Yes, there is. You're right. There is. But <laughs> Game of like, Thrones. I also is after don't this. watch Game. That is, and I was like, that had to have been after, and I never watched it, so I don't know what. I happens. love that you. D- you know what? There's something so pure. Mm-hmm. about you not knowing who Tony Stark is. Like I and I I mean like in a in a genuinely great mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Because it's pointless you, information. I the all of the like Marvel like movies is just I don't watch any of them. I don't know anything about Have you any seen of a them. single one? I have. I've seen um Black Panther, Taika Waititi. And, and I think I've seen maybe Did you I've see seen old Batman movies. That's but not I, Marvel. That doesn't count. No, I know. Comic no, book movies are. A... Did you not see Taika Waititi, Thor, Ragnarok? Mm-mm, no. Mm. You'd like that. Probably it's fun. I just don't care. I don't care either. <laughs> and I'm like, there's enough other things out there to watch that I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I, mean, I don't. I don't care either. But I know who Tony Stark is. Yeah, yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> Doing what? Doing what? <laughs> well, I, I record and edit this podcast. That is true. I've that got is a job. true. That is true. That is true. No, I, I just thought that was very funny because in my head I thought, this is a joke that might be going over <laughs> Rachel's head completely. And it certainly was, Tony Stark. It certainly was. And were you like, why is she calling her the Iron Lady? Does she think she's Margaret Thatcher? Is that what you're saying? Well, they also were calling her before that. They were calling her the Great White. Like they were saying that that was her nickname and stuff. So I just was wondering if it was because she was tough. Gotcha. I didn't click, but it does now. But it is very funny that they wrote a whole character to be named that because of mm-hmm. like we got it's we got very specific. Strike while the iron's hot. And she the was Iron like, Man. wait. She was like shocked that it was a woman, but I was like, I thought we all knew that it was a woman lawyer. I thought they'd said that before. He's like, Tony with an eye. Tony Stark. So um, she goes to yeah. this deposition and the dep the the Tony Storm. But I think the t- deposition comes to her. It's like in Yeah. Her it's in her house. Her mom's bought a new lamp and everything. Tony Stark is asking the exact questions that Sherman, her mm-hmm. Fiona's lawyer, sure. is asking her. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the psychiatrist question and she's like, I think it... even before that, I think because You're she right. talked about You're her right. enhancing the photo, You're right. which she did. She put on makeup to make the bruise look worse. Right. That is true. She did. Which she, which she did do, but like, it's hard to kind of lawyers are trying to catch you in a lie. Yeah. And she's so worried about, she's like, well, it still happened. Even though I did that, I was yeah. trying to make a point. Yeah, she says, she says, says I see something about suffering. Do you suffer from a mood disorder? I think that's what she asked. She's like, oh, do you think I'm crazy? And then Tony Storm said, Tony Stark said, do you think you're crazy? And she said, and Fiona said, I think you're a bitch. To which I wrote down, 
I also think she's a bitch. Also, also true. <laughs> I also think she's a bitch. <laughs> and yeah. she ran out of the deposition, and the mom, Mrs. Coin, was so mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm. Um, because what we come to learn later, and it's very interesting the way they so. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Coin finds out that she's been drinking. Yes, and she's very upset. Understandably so. Mm-hmm. Um, and she and then Fiona threatens, basically says, I'm not I'm going to drop the charges. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. This is bullshit. He's going to win. I'm conceding mm-hmm. victory, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Coyne is very upset about this. And she says, you're not going to do this. And the way the show presents what Mrs. Coyne says next is almost in a, I felt they were like um, making her sympathetic mm-hmm. where she says, you don't understand. Like I pushed him on you. So I feel mm-hmm. guilty about it. So I need you to do this basically like for me mm-hmm. to like absolve me of my sin. Mm, it's funny. I didn't even think about it that way. Maybe yeah. I'm being so maybe I'm being wrong because I just felt like that's what she was doing, and I felt like they were positioning well, this her. This conversation came after Holly J and Fiona's conversation, where right. Holly J's oh, she already right. says to her that she wants to drop the charges, and Holly J's like, "But you can't. Like, he's just going to do this to other women." And so I was already primed for like, "You can't let this happen to other people," right. as an, a reason. So I was almost thinking when her mom was saying that stuff that part of it was like we can't let this happen to other people also, even though that's not quite what she was saying. Maybe I, I got the vibe that she was like, I feel so bad. And I guess like mm-hmm. I should feel, I do feel sympathy for that part of it. Yeah. But I also yeah, I think that she feels bad for push, like saying that they should date. And really yes. Pushing that. And understandably. So you should feel bad about that, but mm-hmm. this doesn't absolve you of anything. Mm-hmm. Like even if he goes down, Mm-hmm. This doesn't absolve you of that. You need to make amends with your daughter, who's also not m- blaming you for it. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt a little bit like I, I, I like a. It was coming from a selfish place for Mrs. Coyne. Like it wasn't about Fiona. Yeah, yeah. I what? didn't. I could see that. I didn't quite walk away from. I that could also be. That, I could also be misreading yeah. it. But to me, it was like more about Mrs. Coyne mm-hmm. needing that closure for her. Mm. either way Fiona does go through with the deposition and the whole deal and she does yeah. keep pressing the charges which is the yeah. I mean I'm happy about that that's the right thing to do yeah I mean I think the thing that's really hard about these kind of situations is that it's hard to relive your trauma from it but at the same time um, it's it's the only thing that's going to make it feel better at the same time because someone's been held accountable Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, otherwise, if they're just walking, it's never going to really resolve that feeling. Especially, especially if like you just drop the charges completely, like you don't even put up the fight, you know, and you yeah. just like let him go. Mm-hmm. Then why would he ever not do it again? Yeah, exactly. He's Bobby cl- Bacala. Yeah, Bobby Baloney. He's the worst guy in the world. He sucks. I hate him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... She goes through with the deposition and then it's fine. Then it's like pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's not what happens first. Yeah, she falls um, asleep on the goats. So, yeah, she's, she, <laughs> that's 
what happens first. She is like, you know, running away from her mom, been yeah. drinking. She was studying for an exam. And so she goes to take an exam in uh, Dom Perignon's class. And she like is her eye. Like this is what I was saying about the cumulative effect of alcohol. Because she didn't seem that bad. And suddenly by the time she's taking this exam, she like can't read the page. Well, she's just been like mainlining champagne for three days. <laughs> Probably not eating anything. So she like can't see the stuff. So she just gives up and she gives the test in like 30 minutes before it's over. And she's like, I'm really tired. <laughs> Walks to the back of the classroom and like finds a pile of coats. It goes and lays down on it and falls asleep. Yeah, she's the person at the party who goes to sleep on the coats. Mm-hmm, Dom mm-hmm. Perignon is like, I don't even know what to do here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holly is like, let me check on her. And then he's like, she's like, I think she's asleep. Yeah, Dom Perignon's the best. He's like, I don't, I, I'm yeah. good. Just figure it out. So then it's left to the ideas that she basically Holly J dragged her home. Like, She's not, uh, she, she doesn't wait. I don't think she carried her, but maybe she like woke up enough to walk with her, but I don't know, dude. It seemed like she, she doesn't like, remember any of it. She threw her on her back and carried her out. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's, it also before she, um, she takes the, the exam and stuff. Um, Fiona is telling Holly J about how she just like, she doesn't want to, she wants to drop the charges. She's like, you know, my therapist says I only have control over my own feelings. And like, I choose to be happy. Right. And Holly J's like, well, if you're so happy, why are you so drunk? Yeah. She's like, why are you drunk at study session? That's yeah. right. That's right. That was yeah. great. So, yeah. So she takes the, so then, then deposition. Yeah. Time so now. she, so Holly J makes her watch, uh, Bobby Baloney's deposition. And then she's like, how can you look at that smug face and not want to fight back? She also does tell her mom when she's saying she's going to drop the charges, she tells her mom that she lied about it and none of it happened. Yeah. Which the mom doesn't believe that. No. So back to this. Yeah. She's like, how can you let that smug face get away with this? So then she shapes up. She gets her pills. Her mom had gone and picked up the pills. She decides to take them. She stops drinking alcohol out of a water bottle. Her mom pours all the champagne out. Such a waste. How did the mom not realize all that champagne was getting drunk? I don't know. I don't know how well she was hiding it, but maybe mom was just busy. Well, at one point, she's like literally pouring it in as the water bottle never exploded. I'm just still in shock. Would the water bottle really explode? I feel like... If you if you ever take like a champagne bottle and you yeah. put like one of those like sh- special champagne cork stoppers on yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. and you leave it on for like a day or two and you go to take it off, it like wants to fly off. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine that plastic bottle would not have had some kind of like, you know, you open a seltzer and it makes that like. Yeah, that's true. Kind of pop sound. That's and true. It's like the water bottle would also. This is why people drink vodka out of a water bottle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> also, you want to get fucked up. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah, I can't imagine the champagne's doing it that quickly. Except for the cumulative effect of it. Yeah, another round. That movie, another round. But they're trying to keep their blood alcohol levels up. That's what she's doing. She's just like dosing. Essentially, she's dosing with fucking Mm -hmm. champagne. Mm -hmm. Um, so she goes to the deposition and she does it. She says all the things and she's like, I'm ready to go. You fire fire at me. I'll Mm -hmm. answer whatever question you got. I was proud of her. I like Fiona. Yeah. And they got the fucking a night at Vegas going to come up soon, hopefully. Oh, what do you got, girls? 
Fuck mm-hmm. you, Sav. Um, what do you Pat, have, Sav? Pat, very similarly to Vegas, uh, the great Lou Vega. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did Mambo number five. Sure. What does his last name start with? Lou Vega? Yeah. It starts with a B. Story. Wait, what did Vegas have to do with Lou Vega? Their last name, his last name is similar to Vegas. Oh, Vega, Vega, Vega. Okay, Vega. Vega, Vegas. A little bit of Alaga on my time. A little bit of Sheila's all I'd need. I'm surprised they haven't made a Broadway musical based on Mambo number five. I'd watch that. A little bit of he <laughs> makes me your man. What about Lou Bega? He probably plays that song four times a year at some fucking party mm-hmm. and makes a million dollars. Four million dollars. He probably makes a million dollars every every time. He probably goes somewhere on New Year's Eve. He probably goes mm-hmm. somewhere on fucking like I don't know, like in Florida in the summer. Mm-hmm. And two other places. Sings the song four times, makes four million dollars. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what he's up to these days. Probably that, that I just told you what he's up to. I know. I know. I'm just questioning. What's the B story? I don't know. I I originally had it down as the Adam story because oh, I think that started first. Story. But like, I think there's more on the. It's just which one started first because I take my notes like split. Yeah. Um, but I think that the Riley one had more scenes. Oh, this is interesting. So what do we go yeah. with? What do you think? I don't know. Do you have, do you have a? <laughs> I thought the the bigger story was the Riley story. Well, let's go with the Riley story then. Riley Stavros, Riley Stavros. This story also went back and forth a lot. So I felt like I was like, wait, didn't that already happen? No, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay. God bless this fucking guy, Agragas Papadopoulos. But oh my God. It was a lot of uh, slow coming out. (laughs) This guy. (laughs) I don't like to. Oh man. Agarapas Papadopoulos is is rough. rough. It's rough. He is rough, man. He's hard. He's hard to watch. But. I like this is I said this earlier. This is what I have wanted to see. I yeah. wanted to hear why this is a thing. Why mm-hmm. it's hard. I know why it's hard, but I want to see in practice. Yeah. This was the backstory you've been wanting this whole time. Yes. Yes. So Riley comes back from the date with Zane Chaz and mm-hmm. they had such a great time. But Riley is still not coming out until after the football season because mm-hmm. they have one more game left and he doesn't want it to. It's not that he doesn't want to like upset the football players. He just mm-hmm. doesn't want to get something else in their head other than football. Mm-hmm. Essentially is what he's saying. So he's just, he's putting his head down and then, but after that he's coming out and he told Anya Bananya, it's going to mm-hmm. be a coming out party. Let's do it. Well, after the game, we're doing it. I'm into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I believe him. He seems very comfortable, very happy. But, um, he, that's going to not happen. That's not exactly what happens. Essentially, there's like, um, a king and queen of the dance. Mm -hmm. And 
Riley enters them to be king and king of the dance, but he doesn't realize it's going to be like online on the website for the dance and everyone's going to know. And so he's like, oh, so I've just unintentionally outed myself. Yes. But he doesn't seem too perturbed by it. He's like, he's a little bit like, oh man, the guys and the game Mm -hmm. and the whole nine yards. I feel like he's had enough time to deal with it through multiple episodes. Unlike most of the other stories on this show. They have given so much time to this story. Yeah. To their, to their credit. I mean, we've been asking for this. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So he doesn't seem too bummed out by it. He's just like, Oh, I hope these guys can play the football game. That's really all he cares about. Let's just play the damn football game. They're, they're playing. They're going to the game. They're getting ready to go to the game. Yeah. And like everyone knows. Mm -hmm. And Drew is kind of like, who cares? Like it's no big deal. You know? And the rest of the guys are like a little on the edge and stuff. And so they, they rally around um, Riley after he's kind of like, all right, you know, let's get pumped for this game. Yeah. And then they're, they're still a little quiet. And then Drew's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. He shows kind of right, 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 right. You know, he shows that like everyone, like this isn't a big deal. Yeah. One of the guys is like, he shows up to the bus and one of the guys is like, so what do you like guys? And Riley's like, yes, I do. One particular guy, especially, she's talking there about Zane Chaz, mm-hmm. of course, as we yes, know. Yeah. He loves Zane Chaz. I love mm-hmm. Zane Chaz, too, to be fair. I mean, Zane Chaz is a million times more charismatic oh, than Riley He's is. so. I wish this was Zane Chaz's story. Mm-hmm. So I wish Zane Chaz was Riley. Yeah. And Riley mm-hmm. was Zane. I wish Riley, I wish Agoras Papadopoulos was nobody. Um, God bless. Sorry. Don't email us. I love you. Um, so one of the guys on the team is like, who asks him if he likes guys, he's like, Oh, I knew it. Somebody owes me $10. And that's when fucking, um, what's his name? The other guy, Drew, Drew is like, Hey, Hey, no, 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 no. He's like, he doesn't care. He's like into it. And that's when Riley does that. We have one more game. We got to win it. Who's with me? And everybody's with him. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. Done deal. In and out. Mm-hmm. Much like. So then the. What? Much like what? In and out. Much like Riley's penis. <laughs> the movie. Has his butt. <laughs> the movie In and Out. <laughs> that too. That too. But also Riley's penis and Zane has his butt, which is where we're going in and out. Riley Stavros. Riley Stavros. So they go to play this football game. And oh my God, Riley. We didn't see any of it because they don't have. No, but apparently he was great. Yeah, it seems like he was great. And not only was he great, Rachel, you're not even going to mm-hmm. believe this, but yeah. he was scouted. By a, by a scout. By a scout. <laughs> From a college. From a college. Albert Brooks. No, he was sc- scouted. Eastern. By Whatever sc- Eastern is. I think it's just Eastern, right? It was just called. Yeah, e- it was just Eastern. I don't know if it's Eastern University. I don't know if it's College of Eastern Canada. It was just Eastern. So but we is- think it's a school that he was recruited for. We're not sure. Apparently, it's a he- heck of a school, heck of a program. Mm-hmm. The guy who scouted is friends with Coach Anderson Armstrong. Coach Anderson mm-hmm. Armstrong. Matt Barnes was his name. I wrote that down because that's some Matt Barnes. <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> sounds, right. like a, sounds like an Avenger. His name also starts with a B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt Barnes. <laughs> he is not Iron Man. That's Tony Stark, I know now. <laughs> but 
Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Is Matt Barnes? No, the Winter Soldier is Bucky Barnes. Oh. What's Captain America's real name? Steve. Buscemi. Buscemi. (laughs) Also starts with a B. (laughs) It's not Steve Buscemi. What the Steve... Corral. Corral. I don't know. It's Steve some Steve something. Steve and Sondheim. Steven Seagal. <laughs> that would be a good one. Steven Seagal should be Captain Steven America. Sondheim. You know the fucking great the the genius Steven Sondheim wrote mm-hmm. the movie The Last of Sheila, which is a, mm-hmm. a great whodunit movie from wrote it with his Anthony Perkins, who may or may not have been his lover at the time. We don't know. They wrote that screenplay together. Mm-hmm. And it was a big influence on the new Knives Out movie, Glass Onion. Glass Onion. And Stephen fucking Sondheim is in Glass Onion. No way. You know who else is in Glass Onion? Another recently departed genius who worked often with Stephen Sondheim. Angela Lansbury. Oh. This Ryan Johnson has mm-hmm. the last performances wow. of Stephen Sondheim. I mean, he, Stephen Sondheim is in a lot of stuff, but Angela Lansbury, Christopher Plummer from the first Knives Out. Wow. That was his last movie. Wow. This guy. So Zane, uh, Zane Chaz, uh, Riley. Riley. He freaks out because he's like, they're scouting me. I can't be gay. I'm back in the closet. This guy, Riley's back in the closet. He's out of the closet four times mm-hmm. in this episode. He's in the closet. Oh my he's out God. Of the and there's so many jokes about the door being bolted from the inside and stuff. Anya Bananya basically says, you can't go back in the closet, dude. Everybody knows it's done. It's a done deal. You have to tell the guy from Eastern mm-hmm. that you're gay and you're out of the closet. He tells mm-hmm. the guy from Eastern that he's gay and he's out of the closet and the guy from Eastern fucking loves it. He's like, great. We're a progressive school. This could boost our whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Everything's coming up Riley Stavros in this episode. Mm-hmm. So he accepts the offer, I guess. <laughs> I guess he gets an offer and accepts it, basically. <laughs> He's going to Eastern Standard. Yeah. And Z- Eastern's like, we're very progressive. Yeah. It's really fine to Who be gives out. gives a shit? Zane There's Ch- a whole thing where, like, Shantae comes in, and she's like, Riley, I'm so proud of you. Riley's dumb as grass, though, because he's like, why? Did grassy first. He's literally, she goes, I'm so proud of you. He's like, for what? She goes, you're kidding, I know. He was not kidding. He had no nope, idea what you were talking about. Kidding. Oh what a God. dumbass. Riley is stupid. My my favorite is when he's talking to, like, yeah, this happens a million times. So then the next time this happens, he goes to the scout, Matt Barnes, and he's like, <laughs> you know, certain things just, like, don't go together. Yeah. And he's, like, going through yeah. these list of things, and he's like, football and Gayness. Gay. Gayness. He goes, oil gayness. and water, cats and dogs, football and gayness. He's like, what? The guy is like, what? <laughs> so then so then he's like, okay, we I'm happy again. We got this. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> and then Zanchez <laughs> tells him about Harvey Milk. He goes, he goes, he goes, you're like Harvey Milk. You'll be like the first gay football player. Like you're be like a trailblazer like Harvey Milk and, and Riley goes, who does he play for? <laughs> He's so stupid. Was Riley always this just fucking <laughs> dumb? Probably. Who does he play for? 
And he's like, no, 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 no. He was like the first gay politician. He's like, well, what's he doing now? And St. Chaz is like, oh, he's, he's dead. He was assassinated. <laughs> so now Riley's all freaked out again. He's like, well, now I'm going to be the first openly gay football player. They're going to shoot me. And you know what? God <laughs> bless. Like, he might not Googling be wrong. It. He's Googling it. I'm like, what is your the Google search? is really funny to me. I love because it's so honest. Whenever they do Google searching on the show, it's like exactly what I would have been typing into. Oh, absolutely. Totally. <laughs> but also, he's not wrong to be nervous about no, that. No, no, He's not wrong to be nervous at all. I mean, I don't know what Canada's like, but like if you were uh, like, I don't know, openly gay, like quarterback at like in Georgia or I don't know Georgia's mm-hmm. not so bad but like that's the wrong place probably but like South Carolina or some shit I don't know am I being generaliz- generalizing too much I mean even in there's plenty of towns where it's not okay but he was nervous so now he was like I'm he literally says I'm back in the closet again <laughs> like mm-hmm. no you're not well also like at this time it's hard to remember but like in the US like gay marriage wasn't legal this time that wasn't until between then and now. And there really is like a thing about like sports. Like it is oh, yeah. a very different. Yeah. It's and and masculinity too. I think that's that it. it's like it's, that's it. there's a lot of um it, they talk about that a little bit also in the sea story and kind of like what that means. Yeah. So his fear is warranted a hundred percent. He's gonna walk into this institution and openly get literally uh, arguably the first openly gay college football player. I don't know if that would be mm-hmm. the case, but f- for the sake of Degrassi, it's the case. Mm-hmm. And that does come with it. A lot of stuff that's very mm-hmm. heavy for someone who's not even out to his parents yet. Mm-hmm. His mom. She's yeah. going to love Zane Chaz though. She is. He's so charismatic. He's better than it on he's better than Anya. Remember, like uh, Riley and Anya dated very briefly or tried to. Oh, but you're saying his mom will like Zayn Chaz more than Anya. Yeah, I don't know. I love Anya. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to like root for Zayn Chaz. I love Zayn Chaz too, but I love Anya. She's mm-hmm. the best. Um. Yeah. So that's it. There was that brief period where Fiona was his beard. Also, I remember that. Mm-hmm. So then. He accepts the offer. Zane Chaz is like, there's also a great fucking some other program there. Maybe I'll go there too. I don't know. <laughs> Engineering, I think he said. Hopefully he doesn't get assassinated like Harvey Milk. Who does he play for? <laughs> One of my favorite parts of this, though, was like the very last scene. And uh, Matt Barnes is talking to Riley in the room. <laughs> And then you see it, the the focus changes and you can see Zane Chaz's reflection in the window. And he's so like, he's like, oh, he's taking the position. That's I'm so excited and so happy for him. And then they kiss in school. Mm-hmm. That's, That's very right. cute. Riley and Matt Barnes? No, <laughs> Zane Chaz and Riley. Wouldn't it be great if Matt Barnes if Matt- and Coach Anderson Armstrong the were scout. boyfriends? He was there to scout. If Matt People. Barnes and Coach Anderson Armstrong were boyfriends, that would be fucking great. I always come to scout someone that Coach Anderson Armstrong says I should look at. <laughs> and while I'm at it, I give him a hand job. 
<laughs> Born to hand job, baby. What did uh what did Coach Anderson Armstrong's license plate say from a few episodes back? Or a little while back? Coach so sexy, I think. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Math teach. I don't remember. <laughs> Born don't remember. to hand job, baby. Hey Rach. Yeah, Pat? Do me a favor. Could you get the C story? Could you get the, the C, C story? C stands for a club, as in a fight club. Adam. First rule Adam. of the fight club yeah. is we just fight. talk about it for the next thus, 10 minutes. Thus proving that the movie Fight Club has been misinterpreted by fucking morons since like <laughs> the beginning since of time. The day it came out. <laughs> it's so hard to like Fight Club even though it's a great movie that has yeah. like a lot of interesting things to say about masculinity, mm-hmm. toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. consumerism. It's a really mm-hmm. thoughtful fucking movie, but it has been co-opted by these fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one version of it, but like mm-hmm. dorm room dummies yep. who have no fucking idea what this movie's about, and they're just like, Fight Club! Mm-hmm. Exactly. Idiots. Anyway, God bless Fight Club. So it starts off with guys night. Adam and Eli are supposed to have a guys night and Adam is stoked. He bought some MMA (laughs) pay-per-view. You're never going to believe what I bought for us on pay-per-view. And Eli's like, whoa, whoa, I don't, I don't do that in front of other people. (laughs) Talking about porn, (laughs) pornography. He was, he He says it was a mixed martial arts madness is Mm -hmm. what he bought. I'm sure Eli would be really, really psyched to watch fucking Yeah, I feel like he'd want to watch like a My Chemical Romance concert on pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. So would I. (laughs) So Eli's like, oh, I got to do a rain check. I can't come tonight, you know. And Adam's immediately like, oh, because of Claire. And he's like, no, actually, I have to study. But like, let's do something soon. And Adam's kind of hurt. Then Adam goes to the dot. Claire and Eli are studying together. It's like you dumb fucks. Like you're gonna lie. Why do you go to the one place? Go that to someone's everybody house. Everybody goes to. <laughs> go to go- that spot where Eli's girlfriend got hit by a car and died. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna go there. Eli, yeah, that would be a great place to go. <laughs> if you want to go chat over some pancakes, just get takeout mm-hmm. and bring them over there. Yeah. So Adam's like feeling very third wheelie. So the next day at school, he doesn't know where to sit for lunch. And so Fitz is like, you can sit here. Which was like, there's a there's an interesting thing here because like yeah. Fitz is certainly not like recruiting Adam to Fight Club. No, he Fitz is, is actually being nice to yeah, Adam. He genuinely. Is. Like, and I would I would even go so far as to say that like Fitz wasn't really that bad until like the end of the episode the second he wasn't no he definitely wasn't until he was like until the reveal yeah and then he was definitely a piece of shit but up at this point he's Mm -hmm. just like uh, fitz basically he he like kicks the chair out and he's like he can sit here he's like but all the stuff that happened before like i'm over it if you are Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and And they're making fun of eli yeah i love that so he was like they make fun of Eli. Fitz says something about like, he probably put so much mascara on or something. Mm -hmm. And then Adam's like, yeah, he probably listened to so much emo music and got emotional. And I was like, shitty diss dog. Like that's (laughs) like, that is the point. 
Um, and then Eli it, heard them. Mm-hmm. Are you in on this? Do you want to talk about? No, no, no. You go this? for it. And he he gets sad and he goes, another stunning display of verbal acuity. And then Adam <laughs> and then just like mocks him and says the same thing back. Another stunning display of verbal acuity. And I was like, fucking yes. Yeah. Let's fucking drag this nerd. Mm-hmm. I, I was so on Adam's side. Another fucking sp- verbal display of verbal acuity. <laughs> like what a fucking, you, you're asking for it, dude. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Eli stinks. No, I like Eli. I'm kidding. I like Yeah. Eli. Yeah. Well, then Eli mistakenly says to Adam, don't be such a girl. Yeah, because Adam's upset. Adam's like, he's basically like, dude, you're leaving me for yeah. your girlfriend. Yeah. Which, like, people do. And it's shitty. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, it's a new thing, and you kind of have to be like, it's two nights. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, if you have plans with Adam, yeah. you don't cancel them to go out with Clara when you can see her the next day. Also, there was a uh, when when Adam caught them at the dot. Mm-hmm. Eli said, we're just friends. Yeah. So it's like they're not even really technically dating or anything. So. I don't know. So basically, Eli now is saying, so now you're friends with Fitz. Fitz is a dick. You shouldn't be friends with him. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, at least Fitz is around to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And you are not because you're always with Claire Bear. Mm-hmm. So Adam's working out in the gym and he's mm-hmm. lifting weights. <coughs> and Fitz comes in. He drops. He says, the, both the weights drop off. <laughs> Yeah, Fitz is like, you got to put the fucking thing on there that secures the weights. Um, Fitz says, you got to get out of here because we got something going on. And this is when the fight club is revealed. Mm -hmm. And Adam is into it. He's like, I want to get into this fight club. Hook me up with somebody to fight. He's like, all right, we'll do it. Next time, next time around, you can be in the fight club. So also this fucking fight club. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I know. Uh, I wanted to see more of the fight club. They didn't really show anybody. They didn't show much of anything. Fight in the fight club. So Adam gets to fight club. Fitz has found a sparring partner for Adam and it's Bianca. Because Fitz is going on about how I can't, we can't hit a girl. Mm-hmm. And Adam is saying, I'm not a girl, you fucking dickhead. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say fucking dickhead. I, mm-hmm. I added that. Mm-hmm. Bianca's also not into it. She's like, well, Bianca's a real asshole in this. She sucks. Yeah. Fitz, like what Adam and Fitz say are interesting because Adam was like, you know, my body might be one thing, but like in my head, I'm just the same as you. And mm-hmm. Fitz is like, says that back to him essentially and is like, yes, you, you know, that might be what's between your ears, but it's not like I can't, like, can't hit a girl. Like, mm-hmm. and he's like focused on the body part of it. Yeah, and and then he proceeds to try to get Adam to fight Bianca. He puts a camera up to film it and says, cat fight. Oh, I was just like, so that mad. just went way downhill. The cat so fight mad. really sealed the deal for me on that. So fucking angry. <laughs> and Adam just goes, you know what? You're an asshole. I'm mm-hmm. out of here. Mm-hmm. And now Adam hates this dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I get it. I'm with him. Mm-hmm. Um. Then, uh, then he punches him in the face. When does that happen? When does well, he fucking so then, sucker punch him? Like, he, there's 
he talks again with Eli and Claire a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Claire is like, fighting never solves anything, quotes Gandhi and all this stuff. She goes, but what about what Gandhi said? An eye for an eye leaves everybody blind. And Adam goes, well, Gandhi never met Fitz. <laughs> great line. Great line. great line. I loved it. Adam's great. Yeah. Um, so Eli's like, sometimes Claire doesn't get guy stuff. So like they but kind doesn't, of. But doesn't this Adam. This was so confusing about this to me a little bit. Keep going. Go ahead. No, you go. Um. What were you going to say? I'm Because I think Adam punches Fitz before this. And then Fitz is like, yes, I'll see does, you. He does. He does. Yeah. It's right. before he like just, the Gandhi quote and everything. Yeah. He punches him before that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he's like, I'll see you after school and we're going to fight. Basically mm-hmm. Fitz is like, we're going to fight. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they do the whole Gandhi thing. But then Eli shows up. This is also so so bizarre. So Eli shows up to be with Adam in this fight with Fitz. He'll be there for you. You're still my best friend. Whatever happened, happened. I'm going to, I don't leave my best friend behind in the middle of a fight. So Adam and Fitz start to get into it. And then the second they get into it, <laughs> Eli's like, no, Adam, Adam, stop, stop, stop. Like he's like holding him back. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, I thought you were here to be his partner in this yeah but you're just trying to hold him back anyway i don't know i was confused by that part yeah so do they have he kicks him in the balls adam yeah. like pulls but also clothes, also simultaneously claire throws a stink bomb into one of the exams <laughs> which i was like but why is that happening i'm not sure i think she threw the stink bomb into one of the exams so that everybody would run out mm-hmm. and and be a distraction so that the fight didn't happen Oh, okay. So she would distract Fitz and Adam from fighting each other. Gotcha. But I kind of care. I'm kind of like at a loss now. So what happens? They fight a little bit. Yeah. And, and he needs him in the junk. And he's like, I'll yeah. get you for this as he's like keeled over. Right. Sorry, the nards. I think they said that in a previous episode. <laughs> Wolfman's got nards. Monster Squad. You never saw it. No. <sighs> yeah, that's kind of where that ends. That's kind of where that ends. So I guess we'll be back on that track soon. It was fine. More Fitz fights. More Fitz fights. So I was wondering where you were coming down on that, because usually you're so against violence. You're very clear, like very, very much. I could see you quoting Gandhi. But no, you wanted you wanted to watch uh, Adam beat the shit out of Fitz, right? Eh, I mean, I was just kind of like, well, you were part of a fight club so i felt like there needed to be some fighting in this they were part of a fight club but i didn't really see anybody no, fight, in fight a lot of fighting <laughs> what is a fight club with no fighting it's just a club <laughs> that's it that's it sorry that's a, and it's not even like the that's dance an existential crew. question <laughs> an existential question what was the dance crew called big d dance crew yeah the big d dance crew yeah, I had to. I I had a little writing job recently, and I was doing something with uh, another person, a friend of mine, and we got notes, and they were very easy changes. And I texted the person I was writing with, and I I had meant to text changes should be easy, you know, mm-hmm. changes should be easy. We'll be able to do this, 
but I didn't put the S on changes and I put change should be easy. And I was like, oh, I accidentally <laughs> sent a very existential text when I just meant very change, something yeah. very, very tangential, t- mm-hmm. tangible t- changes. Mm-hmm. But I said change should be easy. But should it? Could it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Rachel, um, we rate these episodes <laughs> by how hot they get. Uh, some convoluted number. 212 degrees Fahrenheit mm-hmm. is the hot boiling well, it's point. it's not convoluted. That's just what the boiling point yeah, is. Yeah, but this whole... You're right. It's You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It is not at all convoluted. Yeah. I just tend to forget it. We've convoluted... much like D12. Mm, that's true. We've mm. convoluted the essence of this segment of the show. By making it about the boiling point mm-hmm. is what I meant mm-hmm. by that. Used to just be very easy. We'd just go one to ten. That was yeah, a very yeah. simple, fun ah, way to do it. Those were the days, right? Those were the days. That was a fun way to do it. Rachel, we use a patented scale here. Scale that goes one to ten. How much does the episode <laughs> go there? With one being the least, ten being the most. Rach. On a scale of fucking one to ten, let's just get back to basics. We yeah, tried something new. You don't want to do it new. anymore? I don't want to do it. Do you want to do it? I, I don't know. I hadn't written anything down, so I was just thinking in my head. I was like, is this maybe a hot tub episode? <laughs> we tried something new. I don't think it worked. <laughs> I'm willing to go back to the patented scale. We own it. Okay, we patented okay. it. Nobody else can use it. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Should we just go back to the patented It's scale? fine with me. One to ten, how hot do you think the episode got? Ten is 212 degrees Fahrenheit. One is zero degrees Fahrenheit. Everything in the middle is whatever you want it to be. It's gravy. What do you think? One to ten, baby. Give it to me. Um, Maybe it's a five. Where are you? Think you're good with this? Let's just go back. Let's just go back to one to ten, right? Yeah, that's fine. You're at a five, 50%. So that would be... What's half of 212? <laughs> 106. It's a hot tub episode. It's a hot tub episode. Because <laughs> there is Fiona deposition. Mm-hmm. There's a fight club mm-hmm. that we never see. Yeah. Um, there is, what else? There's Riley, a football Riley game. Riley is worried that he's going to be game. assassinated. <laughs> That's not funny. There's a stink bomb. There's also apparently a football game that Riley played very well in that we also don't see. There's yeah. a lot of off-camera antics in this episode. Yeah. 106, baby. All right. They spend, we'll go they back. spend all of their time on montages of Fiona drinking. <laughs> you want to go back to the 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 106 burn scale? No, no, all right. 106 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. It's not boiling. 106. I'm going to go. Let's see. So we just named all of those things that happened in it. Deposition. But that stuff already happened. It's just like kind of going over it again. There's trauma. Trauma is always high. Uh, Drugs. Trauma is always high. (laughs) Well, trauma adds to to the boiling point. It does. It does. 130. 130 degrees Fahrenheit for me. So that's like a six. Yeah, it's like a six. I'm going to 130 degrees Fahrenheit because, you know, there was some stuff. There was some things. There was a, there was a, 
Matt Bourne said perspicacity at one point. That's good for at least perspicacity. Yeah, what did he say? How do you say it? I don't know. Yeah, do you remember he said, Riley, do you know what the word perspicacity means? No, I missed that. And Riley said, no. (laughs) Which either did I. I was like, Mm -hmm. Riley's not, Riley is dumb for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I also didn't know what that means. And then he said, it means to be able to see the whole field. Oh, I've never heard that word before. Perspicacity. And I missed it clearly in the episode, so. This episode is perspicacity, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. Perspica- perspicacity, lots of perspicacity, lots of perspicacity. All right, I've got two options for this. Well, you got to ask me first, Rach. I know, I know. Well, no, I mean, I have two options for how I'm going to ask you. <laughs> lots of perspicacity. Oh, lots um. of David Cassidy. <laughs> So, Pat. Yes, Rachel. If you were in a fight club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. With all of the Degrassi characters. Uh Uh-huh. Who would be the last person you would knee in the junk? That's a good one. So who's my most valuable Degrassi is what you're saying? You're asking me who's my most valuable Degrassi. Someone just came. If this was the first episode they ever heard, they would be like, that's (laughs) a weird question to ask. So this is the part where I, where we name our most valuable Degrassian of the episode, the MVD. Um, Adam Punch to Fitz. There's a song if by Bruce not, Springsteen. If it's not Matt Barnes, I don't know what you're doing. It's probably not. My, w- there's a Bruce Springsteen song called Adam Raised a Cane. Adam Raised a C- Adam Punch to Fitz. That's my version of that today. <laughs> Adam Punch to Fitz. Um, who is my most valuable Degrassian? Who would I not knee in the balls? Or Nards, whatever you want to Or call. their area. Let's go with Adam. I think, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to go with, you know what? I can't believe it. I'm going to do it I think it again. we did this like a couple episodes I ago. Know. Like, like, I know. Oh, we have to give it to Riley, right? But I also kind of like him here. Yeah. He's finally coming to terms with himself. Spiros Papadopoulos. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know who Harvey Milk is. Who does he play for? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like Zane should maybe get it. No, Howie Zane Chaz is barely. Well, episode. you can fucking pick Zane Chaz. I'm going to pick Riley. I'm going to pick Riley yeah. Stavros once. I think I've picked him now two times. Mm-hmm. So. This is the story I always wanted them to tell with Riley. They mm-hmm. they're telling it now. I find it interesting. I I wish the actor was better. I don't want to say that. I don't like to do that, but mm-hmm. I wish the actor was a little better. But yeah. Well, I could char- have done the job, but I like the character. I do. I like I like his arc. I think he's had an interesting arc. Mm-hmm. I like him seeing him sort of like come to terms with himself, accept himself, kind of start really loving himself and, mm. and and finding finding himself able to be outed and still deliver that rah-rah speech that wins the game and gets him scouted by Matt Barnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a no-brainer. This is a Riley. <laughs> this is a Riley for me. What about you, Rach? Who do you want to not kick in the penis or vagina? <laughs> um, it was hard in this episode because 
I'm going to go with who my instinct is with from after watching it, even though this isn't normally the kind of person that I would give. Um, Fitz? No, it's Matt Barnes. Um, <laughs> I normally like, you know, someone who, you know, does something great in the episode. And what got me about this was more the acting rather than the what oh, happened with that. Oh, I know that. who you're picking. I know so I'm going picking. with Fiona. I know who you're She's yeah. great. Annie yeah. Clark. I got Annie really, Clark. when she and her mom were talking outside, like fighting, that really got me. Annie Clark is good. She's mm-hmm. she's good. Mm-hmm. She is good, good, good. She's the goods. Yeah. One of the better actors this show's had, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, she's still what? in movies. So you know the the character we call Dom Perignon. Yes. What is that character's real name? Mister Perino. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> got it I told you because if you got it wrong i was going to be like but you yet you know matt barnes <laughs> but you got it right so you do i don't know you could be wrong i don't know but i will tell you i will never remember that i will call him don perignon from here until the end of time mm-hmm. but now i will never forget matt barnes i will never <laughs> nope have no i will remember i have matt to think barnes. about coach anderson armstrong i'm like which one is the right last name <laughs> It's Armstrong, right? I think it's Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it is Armstrong. Oh, okay. I was very confident that it was Armstrong. (laughs) So you know where to find us, right? You've been listening to this for a while. Now there's new people. SparkleSpaz28 on Instagram. You can go to the Facebook page. The Facebook page is great. Broomheads and Dope Monkeys is the Facebook page. Something. You can go to email us at everyepisodever at gmail.com. And the hot one, the big one. Well, you should write a uh, five-star review. Apple mm-hmm. Tunes. <laughs> Apple Tunes is where you can do that. Apple Tunes Tunes. Apple Tunes. But go to the Patreon, dog. The Patreon is the best. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. We're, we're recording this Tuesday night, November 29th. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a hangout tomorrow with with the with the Patreon permits. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's the pre-Christmas hangout, and then we'll do a Christmas hangout. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Patreon.com slash Deemp. There's three E's in Deemp. We do a special audio episode every month. We do, uh, we do a, a, a hangout every month. It's a lot of fun. Get in on it. Or we'll do there. We love you either way. If you want to get in on it, it's a lot of fun. We have fun over there. Right, Rach? We do. We have a lot of fun there. We have a lot of perspicacity, I'll say that much. We have a view of the whole field. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to get up to some perspicacity, get on that um, Patreon. Patreon. The mm-hmm. quality of having a ready insight into things. Shrewdness. Oh, interesting. Oh, I learned something. Well, you know you learn something. Means. You learn something nude every day. What? That's the right. phrase. It's you not, learn something nude not. every day. You well, never Pat, heard that. Good night. <laughs> and you learn something nude every day. Grilled cheese, definitely. Rach, grilled cheese, definitely. And grilled cheese, definitely.